Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 125 of the JV Sism Show. Today, we're diving into the topic, how to take the time to become a healthy writer. In other words, I don't want us to be out of touch with reality, out of balance, and lose our way along the way. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the land of 10,000 lakes, welcome to the J.B. Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now here's your host, Jason Sism. And taking everything to the next level is what I love to do each and every week here at jbcism.com. Well, my friends, welcome to another great and fun episode. It has been, oh, two weeks since I've had an episode out, but that's okay. So I just wanted to say welcome to the show. If you've never been here before, this show is designed to helping you stay motivated with clarity, get the tools that you need so you can find your voice and succeed in life. Well, my friends, do you feel that life is difficult and do you feel out of balance or out of touch with reality well the writer's life is hard and if we get out of sync inside our soul we don't have the resources to draw from well in today's episode we're talking about living a writer's healthy balanced life and what it looks like the more balanced we are in life the more we can be effective communicators of the message that god has put on our hearts and And we're going to be talking about what writers need to do to create that healthy lifestyle in everything we do, from writing to living. Well, my friends, my name is Jason Sism. Welcome to the show. It begins in 10 seconds. Three, two, one, blast off. Welcome to the show today. I am so glad that you are here. It is been two weeks i mentioned that a moment ago since the last episode and and i just i had to stop and i had to think and and i began questioning do i need an episode this week and i didn't mainly because i was finishing up the final touches on my latest novel and and for that i'm i'm really grateful for this uh this new book i i wrote the epilogue early this week Printed off the manuscript on Monday night. Uh, I guess I finished the epilogue on Sunday. Printed off the manuscript uh, on Monday. And I have the manuscript sitting right next to me here at the desk. It was a thrill to print off the 291 pages. Nearly 81,000 words written. And I did most of that since September. So... That's a lot of work, a lot of writing. Average chapter length is probably 1,200 words, 1,300 words. So they're they're short, they're pithy. I, I want the action to keep moving. I'm using plot to drive the story versus, um, I guess my imagination is in there. And the plot changed as I was writing, but I still managed to get the book written in a very quick amount of time. So for that... I am I'm I'm pretty happy with and and I began thinking over the course of the last week what is it that makes a healthy writer what 
spurs me on to keep writing and what spurs me on to think about the next project without neglecting the current project that I'm on. And I think it's so easy to do. You know, the deal is writers need to create, but we also need to live a healthy lifestyle, everything from living to writing. Um, you know, we want to be effective communicators with a message that that's on our heart. I mean, I believe every writer has a message that is burning deep inside their heart. And and if we don't take the time to to acknowledge that desire, we don't take the time to acknowledge what God has placed deep on the inside of your soul. You're never going to get it out. You're never going to get it written. And in fact, you're probably just going to flounder in the world of. I don't know what to write. <laughs> so that's that's how I that's how I think that's kind of where I've been. And so the last week I've really been thinking about a lot of this. I wanted to get that book written, finally got it written. And then the big question of, well, what's next? What do I have in the pipeline? And I have actually two different books in the pipeline right now. Well, three books in the pipeline. I have a children's book where the manuscript is written. I just need to rewrite the story. I have another, uh, it's actually a, a short children's chapter book that I'm going to be writing. And I wanted to kind of throw my hand into that. And I have the outline for that mostly completed. And I have the synopsis I'm working on for the second novel in the series for the novel I just finished writing, the one that I printed off on Monday. So there you have it. So I have all of these things in the pipeline. I got to think about what's next. And the idea of editing seems very daunting to me. So I wanted to dive into this idea of, of a writer's healthy lifestyle and what makes a writer, well, writer tick and what's going to spur us on into action and what's going to help us get this stuff written. So there you have it. And um, one of the biggest tools that we can use as writers is Grammarly. Uh, it's a tool that I use all the time uh, for editing. And it's a free tool. So I, I wanted to throw this tip out there today. It's a free tool. I'll talk about Grammarly in just a little bit here. But it's a free tool. And you put in your manuscript or you put in a section of what you've written and it spits out all of your grammar mistakes. Now it's a free tool. You can pay for it. It's about 10 bucks a month. If you want to pay for it, I use the free version uh, just because I don't feel like paying for it right now. <laughs> but, um, but if you, if you do that, you're going to find that you're going to see where you have these bad commas or you're going to have, or you see these co commonly misspelled words pop up at you. Um, you're going to find all kinds of fun little mistakes. And, and with the click of a button, you can change it all. It keeps all of your formatting, which is great. You can change all of your mistakes with a click of a button. You can highlight, copy, and then paste it right back into Scrivener, Microsoft Word, whatever editing program that you're using. And that's pretty fun. So that's my tip of the day. I just wanted to throw a tip out there um, because, hey, we're writers. We we need resources at our, <laughs> we need resources at our disposal. So 
anyway, well, today I I, I want to jump into um, three remembers. Uh, these three remembers that that we need in order to take our writing to the next level. And so I'm just gonna dive uh, right in here, and we'll see how this episode goes. I have my notes in front of me, and I have all these other thoughts inside my head that I want to talk about today. We'll see if I get it all done. We'll probably save it until next week. So anyway, there we go. Uh, Number one is remember to write daily. Remember to write daily. You know, it's, it's so easy for life to get in the way, but if we as writers, if we stop writing and we, we don't move forward and we just say, okay, well, I've written my book and I'm a happy man. If we, if we stop writing, we can no longer call ourselves writers. I'm serious. I mean, sure, yeah, you got your manuscript printed and then if you publish it, you could call yourself an author, but you can't be called a writer if you stop writing. Writers write. That's what we do. And, and our goal, our goal, listen to this, our goal should be to write something. I don't care what it is. Write something every day. So if you're a journaler, journal. Write something in your journal every day. If you if you have a legal pad and you want to just kind of scribble out a quick short story, write a short story. Or if you want to write a blog post, well, write a blog post. The, the deal is write daily. Writers write something every day. And here's and the thing is. I hardly know a writer that doesn't want to perfect their craft. And sure, I know, I know, I know these wannabe writers, wannabe authors who tinker with their writing, tinker with their novels, and they're going to do that for years. There's an individual I know, um, and he, he he's... He's a lovely man. I, I love the guy to pieces. Uh, have lots of good conversations. But I, I don't think he's really written a whole lot in the last couple of years. Because he's been tinkering with a novel. And he's just not going anywhere with it. And and I've just, I just said you need to just stop and write the book. Get it written and just be done. And, and But here's the thing. I, I know the feeling. And, and, and maybe you're there too. I know the feeling, I know what it feels like to have this idea burning on the inside of your soul and then you don't write it. I mean, the novel I just finished writing, I tinkered with the idea of this story for the last three to five years. Could be longer. But I tinkered with this story for the last three to five years. I tinkered with a couple other stories. And then I said, I really want to write this book. But I felt lost. I felt confused. I didn't know where I was going with the story. And so I began to really just sit down and think through my process. What do I need to do to actually write this book? What is the first step? Well, the first step was to find my elevator pitch for the book. The second was, is to write what I think the book is about in a, in, in a version of a paragraph. 
And then it was, well, I need to start writing out what this book is about in a bullet point list. And so I created a bullet point. And then I created a sentence for each scene, which each scene ended up becoming a chapter. And and it just started organically growing the idea of this book. Once I had the idea written, once I had the structure and the outline written, then I began to do my writing. And that's when I pulled out my legal pad and I started writing. And I would write a synopsis for the chapter about, you know, anywhere from a page to a page and a half on a legal pad. And and then I would say, okay, I have the general gist of this chapter down and written some little pieces of dialogue here and there. And so then I went to town and I began writing and I would start writing. I'd go into Scrivener and I would just start typing away. Writers write daily. You know, and so writers who want and desire to perfect their craft are going to do so. And and that's what I did. You know, if I wasn't practicing the art of writing daily, my craft would never grow. So what do we have to do as writers? We have to get out there and we have to start writing. I mean, just pick up the pen, start writing, and it doesn't matter Just write something, even if it's 250 words a day. John Grissom said this. He said, if you write 250 words a day, you're going to have a novel long enough in about two years. So 250 words a day times 365 days. Okay, well, you could actually do it in a year. 250 words a day, 365 days. If you write 250 words every day, you're going to have 91,000 word novel. My novel is 80, about 81,000 words. So that tells you you could write it in less than a less than a year. Now, he's talking about you want about a 182,000 word novel, and then you're probably going to trim it down to about 120,000 words just to tighten up, but, you know, I don't write these long, prolific things like what John Grissom does, you know, but that's okay. But the goal is, is to become this person who never ceases to write their work. All right, so get out there and write. Number two, remember to edit your work. Remember to edit your work. My friends, it is so easy to publish something in today's world. It is literally as easy as clicking a button, click, click, and and it's published. I mean, you open up Amazon Kindle's marketplace, the KDP system, and, and just hit publish. You know, if you open up um, the Kindle marketplace store, uh, you're going to find a plethora of books out there that have been published in the last month. The majority have never been edited. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the more majority of these books have never been edited. And and I'm, I'm here to tell you that, yeah, I could totally edit my books even better than what they are. And I'm probably going to be pulling them and and 
tightening up some things in my books and re-putting them back out. But, you know, the thing is, we're always going to find things to edit in our work. But the sad reality is the majority of books published today have never been edited. They've never seen the eyes of somebody else. And that's never a good thing. You know, when you finish your manuscript, whether you you have a blog post or whether you've written an article or a book, it, we really, honestly, we have no excuses to not edit our work. I mean, even if you're just running through spell check for peace sakes, edit your work. You know, the first thing that I do after I finish writing something, even a blog post like what is attached to this podcast. I print out my manuscript in a double-spaced format and I began reading it. It allows me the ability to read. I can make changes in the margins. I can take notes and then I can begin rewriting my work. The goal is to rework your work to make it work. (laughs) That's a great way to word it. The goal of your work is is to rework your work so it works. And when you begin rewriting, and especially after I've rewritten my work, I read the entire thing out loud. And and when you read out loud, here's the cool thing. When you read your work out loud, it's going to pop off the page at you, and you're going to find yourself inserting words where there were no words. So if you find yourself, you say, You know, if you wrote the quick rabbit jumped over the stick, okay? The quick rabbit jumped over the stick. That's what you wrote. But when you read it out loud, it read the quick brown rabbit jumped over the sharp stick. Oh, I need to add the word brown and I need to add the word sharp in there. So I just, in reading out loud, I tightened up my work. I made it read better and I actually increased my word count. So Read the entire thing out loud. It'll allow you to find any mistakes and you can correct as you read. Um, and then I will also run my manuscript through my favorite online writing tool. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, Grammarly. Grammarly is awesome. You put your words in and it highlights your bad grammatical mistakes where you should have a comma, why you should take this comma out, what word should be in place of this word, etc. And it's going to make suggestions. If you pay for it, which is about $10 a month, you're going to find that you're going to see even other things that it suggests that you should change. So it's going to say, well, you've got, you've got a badly worded, a badly worded sentence. A sentence that's not worded very well. <laughs> and it's going to suggest changes based upon your work. And here's the, here's the deal, my friends. If you truly, if you honestly want to be seen as a professional, at least proofread your work. Take the time. Correct any mistakes that you find. Because nothing is as bad as having a poorly written piece of work out in the world for everybody to buy or everybody to see. So take the time. Just make the corrections. Do 
the work. And then number three, remember to start writing your next project while you're editing your last project. You know, most writers, if you're like me, you hate the editing phase. I did all the work. I, I made a masterpiece. And then you go back and you read it and you say, it kind of sucks. You know, we hate the editing phase because it takes so dang long. We just want to keep writing. But here's the deal. The opposite is also true. When we get into our editing phase, we turn off our inner writer and we don't move forward. We stop writing. We, we keep ourselves from perfecting our craft. Now, I made, I made the comment earlier that writers write. That's what we do. That's our job. We want to write. We want to create. We want to have new words written onto the page. But here's the deal. If we stop writing on a daily basis, even while we're um, editing our stuff, we're not going to perfect our craft. And, and the deal is, even when we're editing our work, we should still be leaving room. Listen very carefully. We should still be leaving room in our day to be working on the next book, that next blog post, or that next article for a newspaper or magazine. We have to leave room for writing. We have to leave room for our creativity because if we stop writing, if we wane in this area, we're only going to have like what one book a year and and my friends that's what's happened to me and i'm talking from experience here because i'm one of these people where it's like i get into the editing phase i get my book edited i get it out there i don't pull the trigger out on the next project because i feel inadequate about getting that next project out there and then i just waffle about well the deal is if if we truly want to get our work out there, we need to write and we need to write more often and we need to write all the time. I mean, think about this. This is how people like James Patterson. I mean, think about James Patterson for just a moment. James Patterson, one of the most prolific writers out there. It's like one out of every seven books purchased is a James Patterson book. One out of every 17 hardcover books in, in the marketplace right now is a James Patterson book. So the guy is prolific. This next year, he is releasing not one, not two, but 12 books this year. 12 books. Now, he doesn't do all of the writing himself, but everything that has his name on it, he has touched. And everything that has his name on it, he has come up with the idea himself he wrote the outline he wrote the premise for the book he may give the people the outlines and then the people are the ones that you know will do the writing and then he takes the book back and he finishes the writing he takes out some of their stuff puts in some of his stuff he he alters the work he edits the work just to make it better make it into his voice his style even though it's a fully collaborative effort but this is how he's able to put out 12 books in this next year, in 2018. Why? Because 
the man writes every day. There is not a day that doesn't go by where he's not working on something new. He said that he has like 30 ongoing projects at once. Now, if you're working full-time like me, there's no way we could keep up with the James Pattersons of the world. But maybe while you're editing your, your newest book, you can be working on your latest blog post and working on your next book. You know, I have... You know, I have two other projects in the pipeline right now with a third on the way. So I'm trying to do this where I have different projects at different stages. You know, so I have two books right now that are in the editing stage, one that's in the outlining stage, and one that is in the development stage. So I have different projects at different phases right now. One needs a complete rewrite. The other one needs tightening up. So we're talking, I have different stages, different projects. And so my goal is in the next year is to release at least three or four books in the next year. That's my goal. Two full-length novels and two children's books. That's my goal. We'll see if I get it done, but that's my goal. You know, so writers write. We keep moving forward. We have to edit and we have to work on our latest projects at the same time. You know, if you do this one thing, here's the deal. If you do this one thing, I guarantee you're going to find yourself writing more than you ever have. And that's the goal. Last year, I wrote about 110,000 words. And that was just from the blog posts and other projects that I've done. This year, I'm going to be close to a quarter of a million words written. In 2018, I would love to see myself writing at least, at least, Half a million words next year. That's my goal. But I have to take these points into consideration. You know, this is how James Patterson or Mark Dawson. Mark Dawson's another one. He has six books coming out in the next year. I think that's what I heard him say. We have to keep moving forward. We have to keep writing. We have to start working on our next projects. And then here's the deal. Here is a bonus point for you. I'm going to leave you with a bonus point. You know, if you're like me, it's easy to get into tunnel vision and not spend time with the people that matter most. For me, the people that matter most are my family, my wife and my daughter. You know, as a writer, you know, I can use my strengths. I can use my relationships to fuel my writing. But if I fuel my writing and neglect my family... My family is going to run out of gas and stop working. As writers, it is so vitally important to make sure we are investing our time, our efforts, our energy into our family. Because if we don't, our family is going to stop working. You know, so the deal is when it's time to write, Put all your energy into it and write. When it's time to edit, put all of your time and energy into it and edit. But when it's time to spend with your family, 
Put your computer down. Spend time with your family. Invest into their lives. Invest into them because the healthier and the stronger your family is, the healthier and stronger that you're going to become. And yes, there are going to be times when your family is going to understand that you're working. But these times, let me be very, very clear. These times should be very few and far between. Why? Because you want your family to be healthy. For the sake of your family, don't neglect them. This is very, very important, and I don't want you to forget this. Your family is your greatest strength, and without their unwavering love, you would never become or be the writer that you are. I hope that makes sense, and I hope you have enjoyed this episode today because writers write, writers edit, and writers keep moving forward on their next project. But most importantly, your family's your greatest strength, and writers never neglect your family for the sake of their unwavering love. I hope that makes sense. My friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you have found this valuable as much as I have. You can find the full show notes at jbcism.com forward slash 125. jbcism.com forward slash 125. Do me a favor, my friends. Subscribe to the show. Tell somebody about it. Spread the word and help another writer connect with their inner self and write the book of their dreams. All right, my friends. God bless. Love you all. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbsism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.